Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt, and I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it is our mission to impact 10 million fathers in the next 10 years and to end the fatherlessness epidemic. We do that in a variety of ways, and one of those ways is through this podcast by bringing you expert fathers who can provide tips and tricks and best practices on how to be a better dad, be more intentional and engaged with your kids. And today we've got a tremendous guest who I know will bring lots of tips and tricks to the to the forefront and help all of us out as dads. I have the pleasure of knowing him both personally and professionally, and he'll bring a lot to the table. So before we get into introducing our guest today, I want to remind you to take advantage of this podcast by subscribing, making sure you get updates each week as we release these new podcasts and bring expert guests to the table. Also ask that you take part in the Daddy Saturday community, daddysaturday.com. Find us on our social media channels. Make sure you get a copy of the book and download the new Alexa skill to get those activities right at your fingertips through any Alexa device. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce our guest today. Uh, professionally, he has been one of the most dynamic voices in the new media landscape and in marketing and PR over the last decade. Uh, he started his entree into the world of PR at 23 years old. He spoke at Harvard uh, at that age. He has represented some of the biggest names and biggest brands in media, and he is just a tremendous asset in the professional community as an entrepreneur as he's built now a couple of successful PR marketing firms, most recently Zilker Media. But more importantly, Rusty is a husband to his wife, Paige. They live in just outside of Austin, Texas. And he's father to three incredible children, Luke, Brady, and his youngest, Sadie. And Rusty loves to coach and be very active and involved in his kids' lives. So, Rusty, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here, my friend. Excited to talk to you today. What's up, Justin? Thanks for having me, man. I sure appreciate it. Um, congrats on all the success with Daddy Saturday. I've been uh, really enjoying participating. Well, thanks, man. I, you were around from the beginning, so I know that you have been um, in touch and have been a great asset for me as I've needed lots of help and support and you continue to do that. So thanks goes right back to you. Appreciate you being involved and being on with us today. You know, Rusty, I'd love to start off just just quickly, maybe give us your your quick story of both professionally kind of where, where you got to today and also uh, your, your quick fatherhood story and the kind of journey through your three kids as well. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, uh, we live here in Austin, Texas. I actually grew up here in Austin, uh, married my high school sweetheart right after going to University of Texas. And so we got married young, you know, about 22 years old. I had gotten a job right out of school as a book publicist here in Austin and, um, you know, was fortunate to work there for about seven years before I jumped out and started my first agency, which was Shelton Interactive. And, uh, by that point, by the time I'd started Shelton Interactive, uh, my wife, who had trained to be a nurse, uh, was staying home. We had uh, Luke, who is now 11, uh, and Brady, who is now 9, at the time were both uh, in diapers. And my wife was staying home when I jumped out and started Shelton Interactive. And, uh, you know, I could tell you that was a probably the probably the busiest couple of years of our collective lives was trying to you know, do everything that we needed to do with them, figure out, you know, how the, how the hell to get a business going and, <laughs> and, you know, all that goes into that. So, uh, I got a few gray hairs from those couple of years for sure. 
Absolutely. So, you know, Rusty, as you look at that, it's one of the things that, that, you know, my wife, as you know, has her own business. And so I kind of had the reverse of that living vicariously through her. And I always said that at the same time, while it is some of the most challenging years, they're also some of the most beneficial years, just in terms of the growth of your relationship. Was there anything that amidst all the, the challenges and struggles of being an entrepreneur that stood out to you and in, in your role, either between you and Paige or as a father that emerged from those difficult times? I think the biggest thing for me, Justin, is just, you know, the importance of, of absolutely being on the same page with, with your wife through, through all of that or with your partner, depending on, on who's listening here. And so I think for me, you know, had Paige and I not been on exactly the same page in terms of everything that was going to go into actually getting that business off the ground. In other words, us, us both knowing very practically these next couple of years, um, you know, are, are going to be wall to wall. And uh, if we can do it and if we can actually make this thing work, then we're going to be way better off as a family, you know, as a result of that. But had we not completely been on the same page, in other words, I'll hear some stories, Justin, where, you know, one one person wants to jump out and start the business, the other one's not quite ready for it or, or, or doesn't agree with the risk level, et cetera. And so, you know, for, for me, had we not been on exactly the same page, it, it wouldn't have worked either at home or with the business. That's great, Rusty. And I think I found the same thing. And and clearly, you know, that applies not just to someone who's an entrepreneur. That the same thing could be said to someone who's in corporate America or has just a, your your everyday kind of job, right? It's so important, regardless of what your enterprise is and what you go to work every day, that you're on the same page with your spouse. I think that that first and foremost creates that consistency we talk a lot about on this podcast, the rhythm of the family. And, you know, if you're not on the same page, it's hard to establish that rhythm. So, you know, fast forward, now you guys have been married for, for over a decade. You've got um, three kids and you're a successful entrepreneur. What does that, that, that weekly or daily rhythm look like for you guys as a family, Rusty? Sure. So, you know, I think for, for us, Dustin, you know, it's, it's looking for opportunities to um, have as much fun as we possibly can with our, with our kids while also, um, you know, really trying to involve them as much as we can in what we're doing at church, what we're doing at the business, um, kind of, you know, what we're doing in, in other areas of our lives. So one of the things that, um, you know, has been super, super important for us, uh, really from the start is, you know, we wanted to to take our kids along for the journey as much as we could, and so you know whether that's bringing the boys on on business trips or um, you know Luke this fall is going to start working actually at the agency, um, and, and we'll see how that goes. But he's going to help us, you know, stuff books into envelopes <laughs> and mail them out, and and just kind of be uh, you know a a glorified intern here. And so things like that I think are are super important, and, and you know for me. Uh, allow me to, to to at least feel a better sense of of balance if I can you know really involve them with as much as is happening outside of the home uh, as well and I know you you've done a lot of that as well, Rusty. That's so great. I was I'm glad you brought that up proactive. I was going to ask you because I've got this image of Luke in a sports coat and sweatpants on the road with you um, when he was traveling and you were giving a speaking engagement and you brought him along. And and I've never forgotten that image. And I have so much respect for you as I know others do for doing that. So tell me maybe what the, the genesis was for wanting to bring Luke along with you on a business trip and, and what were maybe some of the takeaways that, that he and or you got out of that? 
Sure. So, you know, I think for, for a lot of us uh, parents, you know, that are, that are in whatever career, if it requires any kind of travel, you know, there, there is, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of sadness of kind of being away from your family, especially during, you know, if it's consistent and, um, you know, you're missing certain moments. And so, uh, for me, I always, um, I guess I always had a, 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 this, this impression that, all right, it's a work trip. It's just me and I'm, I'm going to be working the whole time. And uh, a buddy of mine, who's a mentor of mine here in Austin, a guy named Clint Greenleaf, uh, he, he had mentioned to me that he was taking one of his children off on a, on a business trip. And I said, you know, like, that sounds like a pretty important meeting is, is, is your child just going to sit there with you? And he said, yeah, I want to involve them w- with as much of that as I possibly can. And it was this, this kind of light bulb for me. And he, he also mentioned that, uh, he, in the past when he had done that in meetings, what he had thought might be, you know, pushback or kind of, uh, you know, what are you doing sort of impression from other people in the meeting? It was actually, it, it even made the meeting even more effective because, um, you know, it, it endeared him to them. And so for me, it was like this light bulb, Justin, where, uh, you know, I started to say, okay, well, well, what's preventing me from doing this? And, and the only thing that was preventing me from doing it was my own head trash around it. And so, um, you know, I, I decided to, to allow, you know, Luke and Brady to come on at least one work trip a year with me. And, and, and I'm now doing it more, but the idea around speaking engagements, uh, is I'll bring them with me and their job on that trip is, um, they've got to give me at the end of the speech two things that they thought I did really well, and then two things that they think absolutely have to improve before the next speaking engagement. And so, uh, you know, they're they're kind of out in the audience, and as you all know, and as parents listening to this podcast know, there is no more humbling uh, force in our lives than our than our kids. And I'll tell you what, it will they will uh, they will give you some really good honest feedback. So that's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Did they actually give you feedback, Rusty? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so, you know, Luke's feedback to me was, um, you know, stop bouncing around like a tennis ball on stage. <laughs> I, I tend to be a walker. It's like your dad, you're moving way too much on stage and you've got way too much, you know, text on your, on your slides. I need, I need more pictures there, which he was right on both of those, both of those points. So it was good to get, I had to tell you, you know, just a quick story. I, I, I went up to Oregon state university to give a speech uh, this April, and that was the trip that he went on with me. Gorgeous, gorgeous part of the country. Um, anyway, I was on stage, and I said, "All right, Luke, you know, I, I need you to try to get a picture of, of me while I'm on stage, but I need you to do it without, you know, making a big deal or making a scene of it. And so stay right here in this seat and do that." So I'm about ten minutes into my speech, Justin, and I I look over to the area where Luke is sitting. And if you, if you think about like an auditorium style seat, you know, they've got those wooden armrests. Well, he's sitting up on the wooden armrest. Like imagine the way somebody would mount a horse to ride it. He's straddling the, the wooden armrest. And I see him with his arm pointing me over, like putting his arm up in the air and pointing me over to the side of the stage that had the, the Oregon State University logo because he wanted that in the picture also. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there on stage and, and, you know, I know my mom could do this, but I gave him a, a, a look that I know all of, all of parents can give where you don't have to say anything, but it's like, all right, get back in your seat. That's right. And the group around him just, just, you know, laughed like crazy with that. But so you get little things like that, that are just stories. Like I'll probably tell that story at his, you know, toasted his wedding. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. That's one of those 
those memory burns that'll that'll be there forever between the two For of sure. you. What a special moment, right? And and even his feedback. I mean, I, I love that part of the story. And and think, Rusty, the thing that limited you to doing that in the beginning was just that head trash you talked about and overcoming that. Why am I not doing this? Right? What's the opportunity cost? And the opportunity cost is that you would have missed that memory of that moment that you two now have together. And that's why we talk about winners travel so much. And part of winning as a dad is traveling with your kids. And this is a great example of that. So thank you for sharing that story. So incredible. And um, I can't wait to be able to do the same with my kids and, and have done the same. So hope other dads out there are encouraged by that and involve your kids in the workplace, involve them in your life in that way. And you never know the memory, the moment that's going to come out of it. Yeah, just to talk a little bit more about that, Justin, you're exactly right. It, it, it was entirely myself holding that back. And, and I probably lost eight years of stories like that because of that head trash. And so, you know, my encouragement to, to all of your listeners, you, you want to talk about just stealing time with your kids. You know, most of us on a business trip, if I'm flying to New York for a couple of meetings, you know, for two hours of meetings, I'm going to be on the road for 32 hours or whatever it may be. And so, you know, the time waiting in the airport, teaching them, you know, on the plane, how, uh, how it works, why, you know, different things are happening, um, you know, taking them to the big city. And I will promise you, and, and again, this was something that I falsely believed, uh, when you bring your child into a meeting, even if they're in the waiting room outside, in many cases, they're with me in the meeting, it doesn't change the dynamics of it in any way other than, you know, humanizing you, making making you more authentic and and giving, you know, your child kind of a front row seat to to what you're doing. And, and you know, man, it's been it's been a lot of fun to do that. So I, I do just over the top encourage your audience to, you know, to look for a chance to steal more time with their kids amidst, you know, what's probably a busy enough schedule on the work side. Mm, I love it, Rusty. And, and you're right. I mean, there's so much time in the margins when you're traveling. And that's the benefit of it, right? You notice things, you have the time to have conversations that sometimes you just don't have because of the busyness of the daily life and the schedule. And you have all that extra time where it's just the two of you together to connect. So love that conversation. I think that is such great advice for our audience. Let's bring it back home now because not everybody travels and, and sometimes people may not have the ability or the luxury to do that. But that doesn't mean that you can't take that same premise and be equally as intentional in your daily life or in things like coaching your kids sports, which I know you're very involved in and you coach your kids sports and you're you're one of the best coaches I know and you get all into it and get all fired up just like when you were playing. So, you know, tell us how some of the ways that you bring that intentionality back home when you're just in the day to day of, of being a coach to your kids, Rusty. And I love, I, I probably get way more enjoyment out of, you know, little league seasons and flag football seasons than, than even the kids do. That's just one of my absolute favorite things to do. And, um, you know, I think for, for me on the coaching side, um, you know, what I try to focus on with, with each team that I coach, I always, no matter the sport, I always have four values as a team. And this is something that for, for Luke and Brady, you know, they can, they can recite like the back of their hands. And, and, and it's really, um, you know, each person on that team has got to focus around four, four, four values for that team that they've got to commit to, to be a part of it. So uh, for me, these values, the, 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 the filter that I use to create them, they have nothing to do with athletic skill. They have nothing to do with whether or not you, you, uh, actually end up making that play or not. There are four things that you can absolutely control as a, as a, as a kid and as a participant. And so those four values for me are, 
uh, focus. You need to know ahead of time exactly where you're going with the ball. You need to not be thinking about your girlfriend waving at you in the stands, whatever it may be. Be <laughs> focused. Um, attitude. No matter where you are asked to contribute, you're going to have a good attitude on the field. Hustle. Um, you know, giving 150% at all times when you're between the lines. And then the last one is fun going out there and, and really having a focus on having a great time. And what I found, if you can really rally a team around those things and, um, you know, similar, I, I was listening to the radio on the way in and talking about how Tom Herman is now leaning on Dabo Sweeney for, you know, for, for some advice uh, at this point in his career. And, and one of the things Herman had asked Dabo was, you know, I feel like some of my stuff's getting old. I, I feel like, uh, you know, is my team getting tired of hearing the same old stuff? And the advice Dabo gave back to Tom Herman was the more they can repeat it back to you, the more they know what's coming before you say it, the more they embrace it. And so, you know, for me, whether it's coaching a team or at home, um, you know, I, I think as, as dads and as coaches and as parents, you know, the more we can just reinforce the things that need to be no brainers uh, in, in the minds of, of, of our kids and of our, of the kids that we're coaching, you know, the, the more good we're doing them, even though they're rolling their eyes, you know, when they hear me talk about those values for the 10th time that day. That's so good, Rusty. And I, I love it on two levels, right? Because at the same time, um, often you probably found, I know that I, I was that way growing up as a kid and I see it in my kids where sometimes as a parent, you can say something to your kid a hundred times it seems like, and they won't get it. It won't click, but then a coach or a mentor mm -hmm. or someone else can say it to them and it clicks the first time. Right. And, and so one of the reasons I love what you said so much is because frankly, in our society today, there are some kids that will never bump up against values or principles like you're teaching there as a coach. So great on you for doing that because there are some kids that you're impacting and changing the trajectory of their life just by doing that. But at the same time, you're also impacting your kids and, letting your kids see you in that capacity. So I love that. Four great principles. Hope everyone wrote those down and certainly something to take with you. Well, Rusty, in the couple of minutes we have left, I have, I have two more questions for you. And, um, and then I want you to leave our audience with um, some information. But I, first, you know, we talk a lot about, um, and you and I have talked in the past about this concept of authority and becoming the authority. And, you know, I'm trying to become an authority in fatherhood, which that's not really even possible, but just being a, a positive presence in this space. And, and one of the things that you and I have mentioned in the past, and I, I want our audience to get this because I think it's just it's so important, is the concept of owning your own domain. And by domain, I don't mean your your house or your your area you live in, your zip code. I mean your online domain and owning your own web address. And I'll let you kind of take it from there. But the importance of also having your your family's domain secured for the future and why that might be relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you well know, I am over the top passionate, probably to a fault about this. But um, I, I personally think for, you know, for your listeners, it, it is incredibly important to understand that in today's media landscape, your brand is what Google says it is. And your ability to own that first impression if I'm looking at you as somebody I'm thinking about hiring or, or somebody I'm thinking about working with or, or you just moved in next door and I'm just curious who you are, when I Google your name, uh, the importance of actually owning that first impression and, and, and being intentional about what it is, is really an accelerant for the impact that you want to make. And, and I think you're a really good example of that, Justin. So for listeners, if you do not own your name, firstnamelastname.com, 
as a website address, my encouragement to you is to go to GoDaddy uh, and, or whatever, you know, network solutions, et cetera, and reserve it. It's going to cost you $10 a year. The way I want you to think about this, it is virtual real estate. Okay, so I want you to go buy the lot, right? The lot of land that is your name. It, it's super important that you own that lot. You do not have to build the custom home or the website on it immediately, but I want you to own the dirt. In the same way, Justin, it, for, for, you know, for people that are listening to this, it, own your kids' names as well. Again, firstnamelastname.com, if it's available, that real estate is incredibly valuable today. It's only going to get more valuable in the years to come. For those of you that are listening to this and, and saying, all right, you know, cool, Rusty. If my name was Rusty, it would probably be available, but my name's Steve Johnson or something super common that, that maybe is not available. You know, my encouragement to you, if that's the case, is to add a middle initial or a middle name and, and, and really make that your your brand name. So, so grab that one quick story on that front, Justin. So a lot of people wait until the point that they, you know, start a business or, or they start speaking or they get more intentional about their brand to buy it. And oftentimes it's too late. The amount of people, it's just, you know, you've got to think about it like a real estate analogy. People are out buying that dirt right now and they're going to sell it back to you or try to in the future. I had a buddy, Justin, that went through uh, five years ago and bought the names of every member of Congress that had not yet reserved their names. And there were five of them at that time. One of the five that had not bought their name yet is now one of the leading candidates for the presidential nomination on the Democratic side, congressman from Texas. And that domain just got sold back to his campaign for a very pretty penny. Oh, and wow. so even if you don't think you're going to need it right now, protect yourself by the dirt. Love it, Rusty. You know, that is so invaluable for our listeners. I hope that everyone takes the importance of that. I bought all my kids' domain, my wife's domains, um, and I've advised all of my friends and everyone I come in contact to do the same because your kids will appreciate that down the road. Um, one last thing, Rusty, a little spin on that. I just giving something back to you and back to our audience, I just learned recently is also buy your kids' email addresses and begin emailing them today. And start putting emails in their email account for special moments like that story with you and Luke right on stage. And then when they turn 18 or 16 or whatever year you want to give it back to them, you give them their email account and they've got all those emails stockpiled in there is almost like a digital scrapbook for themselves. How cool for them to have that. Recently learned that idea. I'm doing that with my kids now. So Rusty, something for you and something for our listeners to also do. Love that. Great idea. Well, Rusty, I've got one more question for you. We asked this to all of our podcast guests, and then I'd love you to tell people where they can find you, contact you, and learn more about Rusty Shelton as well as Zilker Media. The question is, if, Rusty, if you had a boat, I'm talking a big boat, so big enough that you have to put it on Lake Travis and you'd make some noise or probably a, a yacht in the ocean, what would you name your boat? Oh, man, I love that. Um, I would probably name it uh, Upside upside. And, and I think for me, it's just this, it's a word that I, I try to, um, you know, really build a lot of, of the way I spend my time around. And, and it's really, you know, around certain investments, whether it's resources or time, you know, what's going to be the upside of the time and dedication and, you know, grit that goes into that right now. So uh, I, I'd probably name it uh, upside. Love it. Great answer. As always, Rusty, you're on fire today, as always. And thank you so much for pouring into our listeners. Always learn from you every time we speak. 
So thank you. Thank you. Will you please share where people can find you, contact you and learn more about both you and Silker Media? Absolutely. And Justin, you know, thank you. Thanks for all the good work that you're doing with, with the Daddy Saturday, um, you know, mission right now. I just think you're, you're such a good example of somebody taking uh, the reins on something like this and really making an impact. So I'm very proud of you, man, and, and keep up the good work. Yeah, for, for listeners that, that are wanting to learn a little bit more, um, you know, RustyShelton.com, you can uh, find a little bit more information about me uh, on the Zilker Media website, so ZilkerMedia.com, which is which is our full-service agency here in Austin, Texas. You can uh, kind of figure out where you are right now on the personal branding front. We've got a really good assessment there uh, that will help somebody that, that maybe is wanting to get a bit more intentional about how they are uh, you know, representing themselves in the digital space. And we'll give you some feedback about where you are and, and where you can go with that. So that's at Zilker, uh, Z-I-L-K-E-R.com, or ZilkerMedia.com. Awesome, Rusty. Thanks again. Best to you and your family. Uh, continue to have a great summer and look forward to speaking with you soon. For everyone listening, thank you so much for joining in to the Daddy Saturday podcast. As always, be intentional, be engaged, raise good kids that become great adults and have a great Daddy Saturday. Until next time, be good. Take care. <laughs>